Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. October 24, 2022, and as you can tell, Shane's in his fucking white padded cell this week. We're going to the fucking World Series, Dan. Yeah. I'm so giddy. So giddy. Yeah. Not the same amount of energy coming from that side of the camera. I am, in fact, in solitary confinement. That is why I'm Clearly. in the corner of the uh of my my office right now no this is actually um so my uh, as a shock to absolutely no one are you taking a picture of me right now <laughs> i, <laughs> I gotta to show like... people that just your forehead is sticking up on the camera right now and there's a white empty fucking background that's right that's right <laughs> i see what you're trying to do but as a shock to absolutely no one dan uh, my back hurts something fierce. Uh, and so I didn't feel like sitting in the, at the, at the desk in my office. Instead, I have this nice little bar lounge chair here, right? And it's perfect. It's, it's well supported. It's super comfortable. And this section over here, I literally only use to listen to records or read books. It's like my literal old man chair. I sit here and I'm happy and things are quiet and it's wonderful. I don't have anything on the wall in this this literal little corner is the only thing I have nothing in the wall in this office uh, because I just wanted it to be bare and just calm. And uh, I didn't expect to end up with a candid photo of a prison cell. It's on Twitter now. Um, so and now everyone thinks that I live in a dorm room. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, yeah, man. Uh, just in a. In such a good mood, dude. Such such a good mood. Um, normal things that piss me off haven't pissed me off. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just here for it, man. Like if this and and on a serious note, if this isn't like a massive indication to you know Comcast Spectacord to the Flyers, or, you know front office and organization in general, it's like you know the Phillies were as recently as three weeks ago had 15,000 people in the seats. They were, you know, looking dead in the water. Another September collapse. Nobody was interested. Nobody believed, um, you know, and you sit there and you wonder, you know, like if they were to find a way to get into the postseason, if they were to find a way to, to come together as a group and to win, would people show up? Yeah. 47,000 people are showing up night in and night out here in Philadelphia to watch this team win. And there is, to me, as a baseball guy, you know, the electricity that comes with this sport and in that ballpark is relatively unmatched. However, to sit there and believe that hockey is in a far more entertaining sport, you know, second for second over baseball is absurd. So to sit there and think that, you know, if the Flyers couldn't just find some way to put something together, a respectable product over the last fucking decade 
that was going to go out there and to think that we wouldn't show up to think that this reaction wouldn't also be there for you. But no, all of the love that we have for this Philadelphia Phillies team right now, and even for the Eagles, you know, right now we sit at the flyers and with that same amount of energy, we would just like to say, go fuck yourself. Unbelievable. How, how shitty it must feel to sit in those offices over there, look across the street at the bank and just be like, Oh, must be nice. No, I think Mike put it best when he thinks that the Flyers front office is with those teams. They are with the rest of the Philadelphia sports. They're hanging in there doing just fine, just like everybody else. When in reality, that's not even kind of the case. And the problem is nobody in the fucking front office has any fucking hockey experience whatsoever. Nobody knows what it's like to fucking succeed. None of the business people, which at the same respect, if you are a business person, you cannot look at this organization and say, we've done well. Like that, th- this is something that we can see. And even if you are making money hand over fist because of prices uh, and things like that, you know, you know, with with filling up thirty to fifty percent of the arena over the last four or five seasons, you know, even if you're sitting there and you're saying, "Well, it's still a good investment," it may be at times. But the outlook, the continued outlook, you know, wh- like what's next? What's next if you miss on if you don't get a Bedard? You know, what's next if you don't build upon? You know, what is might be of the youthful core that we might be building. I literally just wrote a piece about that today. Yeah, it's like you're hanging your hat on these things. You are not far away from being completely obsolete. Like You are going to have 5,000 people. We're going to be the fucking Coyotes. You you can move us to to a high school arena and we won't sell that out. What now? Are you still a good investment now? Come on. You know, a lot of people are relatively happy at the flyer start, and the winning has been nice, but you cannot lull yourself into a false sense of security if you're the front office going, oh, look at that, they're fine. You know, just a little bit of talent, because it's not going to hold out forever. Like, there are people like me that are going, okay, like, so far, you're sticking to your guns. You've been holding people accountable, and you're letting the kids play. Great, that's all we want, but that's only going to hold so long. You can't go into next summer and go, well, they don't need fucking cap to begin with because they're resigning Travis Sandler like the fucking assholes that they are. But... Well, you just know that there are big pieces they're they're attempting or selling on the possibility of moving. You know, getting rid of a a TK or... or Are they? Are they? Are they really? That to me, that to me is the only viable thing. Okay, theoretically, you're right, but Chuck Fletcher's general manager. For now, look, uh, and again, at this rate, I, he's not going anywhere. Well, I mean, look at this point in, in your. I'm less turmoil, and less and less and less convinced he's getting fired by the day. A few months ago, I thought, yeah, this he fucked up the off season. He was going to be gone. The first sign of trouble. Now, I'm not convinced. Nope. I think he's sticking around. No, all year. no, I think. I mean, he may stick the for this season. Because at this point, like, what, what are you going to do? Like, if you're going to introduce someone into the into this organization right now, into that capacity, the decision maker capacity, um, and actually let them make decisions, unlike being just a figurehead, as which is effectively what Fletch is at this point, um, it doesn't matter. Like, you're not. It doesn't. Whoever, whomever you introduce, what are they going to do at the deadline? Almost nothing. Like, it just kind of is what it is, right? It's the off season. Those are the splash trades that you're going to have. Those are the those are the pieces where if you try to bank on a hopeful TK season, which, again, I still think you're living in some kind of delusion, uh, delusional state if you believe that this guy's a, a viable top six option That's with anything thing. of excitement. Is, are you going to go into the off season and go, okay, connect these pieces of shit. We got to get it rid of Kevin Hayes. You know, if Dylan Larkin hits free agency, 
do you then get rid of Kevin Hayes at whatever the cost is going to be? Because at this rate, his fucking play is ugly. It's not going to be easy to get rid of three years at $7.1 million. Do you bite that bullet, whatever cost it is, and then give Larkin whatever money he wants in order to make that upgrade? And I do not believe for a fucking second Chuck Fletcher's got the cojones to attempt something like that. Well, hold on. So here's the thing. You know, and we talk so much about the attaching a pick to the first round pick to JVR uh, in order to clear the necessary space to feel comfortable to go get a Johnny Gaudreau, a winger, right? We got a shit ton of wingers, right? We don't have a lot of, uh, we don't have the center depth of the wow factor center depth, right? Now, theoretically, if you were to sit there and make the argument for a Dylan Larkin, right? If you were to sit there and make that argument to say, hey, this is the piece. The, say we end up with the third pick of the draft, the fifth pick of the draft, right? Whatever it is. Are you convinced that I mean I would be more convinced that a younger Dylan Larkin manning that that position would be a more valuable asset to this team moving forward than what a Johnny Goudreau would have been at the cap hit that Johnny Goudreau was at the age that he is at the position that he plays. And they could have done so, that with Debrincat this year, and they said no, we'd rather have Cutter Goji. Fucking, that's fucked. That's still fucked. That is the dumbest thing. When you saw what he went for, it's inexcusable. But that is a mistake that I think even the worst organization in sports, which I do believe the Flyers are, will not make twice. I really, really <laughs> you, think. You have more faith in this fucking front office than I do, Shane. Because it's not going to be the same front office next year. I genuinely, it is. It is. It I don't believe for be. a second they're changing anything yet. It Unless shit goes be. south real quick, which, I mean, it very well could. Let's be real here. But well, they're, look, they're, I don't believe for, who's going to fire Fly- Listen, we, This is funny. We're talking about this. The upcoming episode of Freaking Flyers, essentially everything we're talking about right now, which is funny. Ah, but shit. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> the, the same exact thing. But who initiates the firing of Chuck Fletcher? He's the president and GM. Is Dave Scott going to do it? It doesn't matter. Who the fuck takes over? Yes, it does matter. How no, do you fire doesn't. a guy if there's nobody that's going to fire him? He can he can walk away. It could be it can be a conversation from all those managing partners over there to sit there and be like, dude, it's time, you know, or or just like, hey, like I'm relinquishing my duties and I'm going to remain in this president of hockey operations type of role. But we are going to try to find a day to day general manager. Yeah, Danny capacity. So which, again, I'm not sold on that idea yet. Like I and, and if I'm Danny Briere, I don't want to start my general manager career in Philadelphia, fucking Delphia in this turmoil, you're going to be written off immediately when you don't fix this abomination that is this roster and organization. That's a fucking, I would in a, I would turn it down if I'm Danny Briere. If someone was like, listen, man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to step down from my, my role as, as the general manager and, and we're going to hand the keys over to you and I'm just going to support you. What you want to do, what you feel is right. If I'm Danny Briere, I, I am, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm turning it down. Fuck off, man. Absolutely not. This is not the job you take as a first year GM. No one deserves that. This is like a job that you sit there and you find someone, you know, honestly, you find you find the better version, the smarter version of Chuck Fletcher at this point in Chuck Fletcher's career. He should have been able to to come in here and been a capable body. He should have been able to like with someone with their with his tenure, right? There should have been enough relationships built around the league that you can facilitate the necessary trades. That there is enough goodwill and good faith and 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 gentleman handshake type of things where you understand. But he's just not that guy. He's like the moodle man. He's just like, how much do you want to bend me over the barrel for? Because we'll accept. Fuck off. You need to find the elite version or at least the passable version of Chuck Fletcher, in my opinion. And that's not the answer forever, but it's the answer to begin this ship sending in the right direction. Fucking hate this organization. I was in a good mood, Dan. Oh, dick shit. Yeah, well, it's a Flyers podcast, Shane. 
you know, I apparently like blacked out in excitement during Bryce Harper's, uh, oh, no, not even during Bryce Harper's home run during the last out while the ball was in the air coming into Nick Castellanos glove. I was watching baseball. This is the first game I've ever watched, not at my own home. I'm always the person who hosts. Um, but I apparently like blacked out in excitement when Nick Castellanos made the catch last night to send us to the world series. And I just started screaming in my neighbor's house, um, hold my dick, hold my dick. We're going to the world series. Is there a better line? It should be on a pillow or something. Yeah, I think that's, that's honestly hold my dick. We're going to the world series. It's a flyer side chat t-shirt right there. Make Speaking it make of flyer side chat t-shirts, you know, somebody bought a broken cock unit shirt last week. Did it, was that me? I can't remember. I don't know. I bought, I bought a couple things. I can't remember what I bought. I know whatever what you bought it is, either, I haven't yet. I saw. I ever. I just every once in a while get the uh, receipts Sailed. emailed to me, and I'm. I just. It puts a smile on my face when somebody out there buys this shit because I'm like, what, what are you people it's, doing? Especially the weird shit. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Here's a docking co shirt. You fucking lunatic. Two weeks ago, that was amazing. That was. God. That's one of the best things. Um, but look, man. Look, we have we have the best fans in, in podcasting. You know, it, this is what a community we've built. Um, over the most absurd shit like this is uh, this is wild you know i i think I, t- I told a story last year of uh you know my sister you know asking oh you do like a sports podcast and i was like well <laughs> you know and then we she, she listens to the show and you know sports uh, for 11 minutes for yeah you know we, we did talk sports for a little bit there um you know but she listened to it she's like, you guys don't talk anything about sports dan is a hot voice is dan hot um, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, <laughs> I will never forget that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, you, you sit there and, um, to be able to be touted semi as a fly on a flyers brand, we'll say on a sports branded show to talk the shit that we talk every single week to be able to build the, the community that we've built and they've stayed is hilarious to me. Um, kudos to everyone who's, who sat there and, and listened through this shit. It's amazing. Got me all angry talking about fucking Chuck Fletcher. God. Look, man, I, I wasn't happy about it either. Fuck you for that picture, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at it. I just have a floating chin. Yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> chin up. Chin up in a completely white room. Yeah, it, it looks weird. It, it does look strange. I, I Look, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to put you're going to see some shit next week. It's going to go up here, right? It, maybe I'll just start sitting in front of the bookshelves and the records uh, instead, but. I don't know. I, for, look, it, look, now I'm stressed. Before, <laughs> sitting in this chair was like a calming experience for me because there's nothing around, right? I'm just sitting here in this this white corner, and I'm just like, all right, let's light a candle, let's throw on let's throw on a, a record, or or let's sit here and read. And I'm like, all right, let's just relax, let's settle in. Now I'm sitting here, and I'm like, the walls are closing in, all white of it, just closing in on me. And now I feel freaking the fuck out. This ain't it, man. Now I got to put some shit up on the walls. I'm so angry. <sighs> You know, I'll be honest. I almost did this show. Um, I was trying to mount like the the laptop. Um, like I was trying, like I, I have like a Velcro strip, but it, it kept it kept sliding over the camera, so I couldn't do it. I was just gonna aim it down at the floor. I was gonna lay with my legs on the chair, like the ass part of the chair, and my back on the floor and my head in one of those like grooved pillows 
because I'm in so much pain. <laughs> I was like, oh, this will be good. I was like, let's take a military Navy SEAL hack of a nap. You know, like assume that position for this podcast. But the Velcro strip kept going across the camera. Very disappointing. <sighs> I appreciate you wearing the shirt again today, man. Yeah, Flyers Heart Shit, One Star Podcast. You're damn right, man. I wore my fat guy's haircut shirt again last night during the game. I try to wear it whenever I'm around people now. Like, <laughs> if I know I'm having company over, that's what I, it's like my go to. Which is like, I'm basically the guy from Accepted wearing the hot dog costume, right? Ask me about my wiener. Like, I'm basically that. What's his name? Doesn't matter. Jonah Hill, maybe. I can't recall. It doesn't matter. The fat guy, which is appropriate in that movie, wears a hot dog. Co- he doesn't matter. Fuck it. I'm basically that guy. Okay. Just bringing a bringing awareness to the to the brand. Oh, uh, I got judged for wearing uh, Chuck Taylors the other day. What? Right. I was so I was so angry. Like, and in fairness, like the people that I was around typically only see me in like relatively professional. Like I'm not like full three piece suits anymore. Um, Cause none of them fit. Honestly, it's the truth and it hurts my soul. Um, did I tell you what I had to do for a funeral, by the way? I don't think so. All of my, like, I only have like six dress shirts that comfortably fit that look normal, like that you can sit in all my dress shirts fit to stand in. It's the sitting. That's a problem with the buttons. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's horrifying. Um, but I had a funeral to go to, right. And I was like, all of my shirts were at the dry cleaners, the six or seven or whatever that genuinely fit. Um, so I had, to, I went and grabbed like an older dress shirt. I cut the sleeves off. I cut it right at the nipples and the front and back just so it was just like the shirt collar. And I just wore like a white undershirt and then that with a tie and put a sweater on over it so no one knew lovely do you know how nice that is i'm doing that forever i'm cutting every dress shirt i own holy shit oh i was so happy but also depressed because i had to do that it wasn't like a it's really hot outside and yeah no it was like a this is the only way we're getting in here because like you can't like show up to a funeral and like like a golf shirt i mean i guess you can but like it would feel weird to me Right. Sure. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, and it was like, and it was a Jewish funeral too. So like, yeah, I mean, like everyone's there, just you know, looking like Hasidic Jews, which is fine. But like, they all have like, no one owns a black suit, right? Like, unless you're going to your first dance in in high school, like it's either charcoal or gray or navy. Like, there's not many black suits that people own because it's just not a good suit to wear it just it's just, there's only some like it doesn't matter everyone at that funeral was wearing black black suits like just black pants black jacket black vests white like white dress shirts with black buttons which is basically a tuxedo shirt that wasn't actually a tuxedo shirt and the what is it called yarmulke does that sound right sure yeah whatever the hat thing um but uh, yeah, so I would have long and the short of this, I would have felt strange walking in there with like a Nike swoosh white polo shirt. <laughs> Probably it just I just feel like I would have been, you know, mildly underdressed, but whatever. 
<sighs> we get any questions? I actually only advertised it once today. I was so fucking busy at work. Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't sound pleasant. All right, lay it, <laughs> lay on the questions. <laughs> uh huh. We got questions. Uh, this person says, when Donald Duck gets out of the shower, why does he put on a towel when he normally doesn't wear any pants? Well, that is something I'd like to explore. And also, like, doesn't he normally just like it when whenever Donald Duck gets wet, doesn't he just like vigorously shake and then walk it out? Don't we all vigorously shake when we get wet? Yeah, that's fair. No arguments there. <laughs> I don't know. I want to explore this some. I got to be honest. Are you wearing a pink hat? Am I just realizing this? I'm wearing this a hat? pink hat, yeah. What's the hat? Nordiques. Oh, very nice. Pink Nordiques hat. What the hell just fell? Something did. Definitely a screw in that new chair. is gonna, You're going to collapse. God, this is the loudest fucking chair I've ever sat in. It drives me nuts. Dude, same. I was on therapy today, and like I kept thinking, I was like, this woman definitely thinks that I have just like non-stop farting because every time i lean forward it's like yeah I, I, I i'm black friday cannot come soon enough at this rate uh feeling that sir feel lin that hey let me ask you something say the word daddy just say it don't fucking look at me like that <laughs> daddy that didn't seem why you gotta do it? Just, just say it normal. Damn it. Say it normal. Come on, take a deep breath, collect yourself, be a professional. <clears throat> Jesus. You look like Sid from Toy Story. Anyway, keep going. Oh, daddy! <laughs> oh my god. That was so fucking loud. <laughs> oh. Fuck. Look, since you can't be a person, uh, last night I'm sitting here, I'm, we're watching this game, and uh, like I said, we're at my neighbor's house, and, and they just had a kid, and his wife, yeah, you just just you just keep choking on him there, daddy. Um, and, it, you know, his wife, you know, kept calling the her husband as if, like, how, how the fuck am I trying to phrase this? Talking like for the infant to be like, like, oh, like you're his daddy or whatever, because like you are like its father, like you are that infant's father. Right. But she like couldn't say it like a normal human being. So every time my neighbor, my buddy he kept saying neighbor Mike, if he listens, I don't know if he does, but he's like, yeah, that's creepy. And like, yeah, it was like a, a very breathy, like you charge two ninety nine per minute. Daddy kind of a thing and everyone was on it right and then i started sitting there thinking about it i'm like well can anybody say the word daddy normal and not have it sound apparently not sexual well you're an asshole <laughs> like you're over there stroking it while you say it. you're like daddy <laughs> i was like jesus how do you how do but you like, say that word without there being undertones to it you don't smile when you say it and that's what that was the conclusion that, that me and stephanie came up with right because every time she said it she said it was like daddy and it was just like okay like i'm kind of hard right now and i know i shouldn't be daddy well that's just again once again say it like a say it like a person dan how do you not don't think it through just say it daddy daddy 
see you eat that that hard D. Yeah, that ain't right. <laughs> Daddy. Like it just <laughs> no matter how it was said, it just kept coming off like a phone sex hotline. And I gotta be honest, I was here for it. It was pretty sexy. But I understood that that was creepy when it's when you're trying to say it in the voice or tone of what your supposed infant child would say. Then it's a little weird, right? So I understood the creepiness of it. But anyway, we're having this conversation and just kept going for the rest of this, this Phillies game last night. And then Stephanie and I obviously continued that conversation when we got home and a little bit throughout the day. Now we're on therapy. And I don't even remember how, how, how this came up. But the therapist said, Daddy. I had to tell the whole story to the therapist <laughs> to get her take. So I spent approximately, I don't know, $87 to tell this story that has nothing to do with why we're in therapy. Just because I needed to know. I And we did the same drill that you and I are doing right now. I was like, just say daddy one more time. And she's like, daddy. And I'm like, see, that's normal. And she was just like, well, when is it not normal to say daddy? And then she said it like, daddy. And I was like, like that. That's when it isn't normal. I was like, that's when I'm getting a little bit of a daddy. Amazing. Wild stuff. You know what? I'm pretty sure. I just saw the lights going outside my office. I wonder if Stephanie's outside the door flicking it to me saying, Daddy. <laughs> anyway, we can continue with the content. I apologize. I wonder what the hell's going to... on in there, probably. Probably, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she she knows. You, you and I are life partners. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, this person says, do you like blue cheese? Oh, I know Actually, it's just had blue cheese yesterday. Like for the first time, or like you just had for it the like... first time in a year. But I just it's okay. I don't dislike or, it or crumble. Crumble. What did you have? Okay. I don't dislike it, but I don't go out of my way to eat it either. It's very meh. Yeah, I've had some that's fine. Others that 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 is blue for the wrong reason, kind of things. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I try and avoid it whenever possible, but it's fine. I guess maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah as a guy who who cooks as much as i do and and like and you know it, it's like i know that it's the unpopular opinion to to not have an appreciation for it especially someone who likes like various hot sauces and, and wings and things like that like it is like i do get a lot of shit from that from a, a lot of folks but i am not a fan of it um i will say uh and i actually can't even recall the restaurant now but a, a friend of mine who, whom i actually haven't heard from in years which is a shame i love her um but we is she shocker if she would listen to this but if she does love you miss you um but uh she had recommended she was like no we're getting a buffalo chicken cheesesteak uh or no we got like a, i think it was like a buffalo chicken cheesesteak stromboli um and she was like, and try this place's blue cheese. I think it'll change your mind. And it is the, to this day, it is the only time I've ever even been able to stomach it. Um, I won't say that I loved it. Like, I, I still wouldn't choose to do no, it. Yeah. But if someone else put that specific, like, blue cheese, whatever, it's someplace in Collegeville. Um, but if someone ever put that on, I'd be like, all right, like, I can, I can make this work. Um, but, yeah. Uh, this person says, hello, Shane and Dan. What is your favorite shade of Eagles green? Um, you midnight or Kelly? So I, well, I am Kelly green, but there's like, so there's variations of that Kelly green. 
Um, I'm trying to remember the specific like era. I want to say it was probably like late eighties, early nineties, uh, where like the full Eagle was on the side, uh, on the, on the side of the, the Jersey for the sleeves. Um, that was a specific like shade and style that I thought was really sharp. Um, and it's nothing against like a lot of people went out. I, I think it was 2010 maybe uh, where they brought back the Kelly greens for a, for a single game. It might've just been like the, the home opener or something. Um, but it was basically like the, like if you try to buy a college Jersey, a college football Jersey, here because they weren't monetizing those certain things right so basically it's like like i have a colt mccoy jersey all it is is an orange jersey like a texas burnt orange colored jersey with no texas logo on it whatsoever Mm. and white numbers with their two stripes on the uh on the shoulders um like you know it's a texas jersey because it has mccoy's name on it it's number 12 but there's no real descript anything in 2010, the Eagles essentially did that, where they just threw out that color, like a newer, crisper type of Kelly green. I, I did not love that. I um, did not love that one. But yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of like almost anything uh, Eagles uniform related now. Um, and I haven't been for a long time. No, I grew up with the McNabb Midnight Greens. That's that's. My shade. That, yeah. that I mean, those original midnight greens were almost like blue. Like they were like bluish green. Like they actually almost looked in in some ways like like a shinier version of like the Seahawks jersey. Like they were that close. Um, you know, whereas we we have finally gotten to like a more uh, like a. No, it's just dull. Forest. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that it's dull. It's I mean, and they're fine. Don't get me wrong; they're fine. They're just not. Yeah, you know, to me, it's just they're not uh, shiny anymore. Well, I mean, no one's jersey is. That God was just a. Damn. That was the era. Um, I mean, think about it. Like the the Sixers had uh those ridiculous blue, uh blue on blue during the Iverson era uh as that alternate, and that was like, I look like shit. Uh, this person, uh, the follow up to that one was, what do you think of the Phillies red jerseys? Same thing. Uh, I, I, to me, there is not a worse Philadelphia Phillies uniform than what they have. Um, to me, when I think about the city, I don't ever think bright, like, and that's not a negative reflection or negative tone of the city. I just, I think gritty, right. And not fucking flyers gritty. Like I think grit, um, you know, like East coast, like, like, I don't think this like there's just something about that red that is so like welcoming and and like cheery and childlike like that deep maroon that they had like that is an intimidating and like great color for a uniform um you know and and it's not to say that you know that just because those powder blues are great and they are um i just think that it like that color represents the city of philadelphia more than this shitty, overly bright, you know, founded out of a Crayola box and a kindergarten color red. Um, you know, I, I hate the Phillies uniforms. Um, I don't like their their Sunday uh, alternates. I, I think they're shit. The cream? Um, yeah, the, I think they're shit. 
Um, you know, I, I think like, I hate the, the pinstripes. I don't hate the, the road uniforms, the, the, the gray, um, because I think it dulls some of the red where it should make that red pop more. I do think it dulls it out a little bit, um, for me personally, but yeah, not, not a big fan of, 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 I mean, really any fucking. Was your uh, take on the reverse retros? We talked about this. Did we not? Did we? I don't know. Have they been released since we did our show? I don't remember. I can't. Well, I don't know. I, 10, I can't remember. stupid shows at this point. Um, oh, no, 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 no. I was texting uh, my, my buddy, uh, my buddy Andrew on that. Um, no, look, they're bad. They're not a good jersey. Um, my original take was I had said if they were not like a stark white, but a cream, I was like, okay, they wouldn't be good, but they'd be passable. Um, like it would have just been like a, all right, I just think this theme of reverse retros kind of meh. Like, I don't know. There's not many good ones. Uh, that it, wor- it, it worked once and now it's, it was overkill the second time. It, exactly. Um, you know, so this, this, and it was, it's just hard. Not enough Most teams, teams just have... flipped their last reverse That's retro. <laughs> you know, the That's wild it. did it and um, a couple other teams. It's just like, Jesus, there's most, most teams don't have enough colors to do like this is a that retro reverse retro type of an idea is really and should really be designed for minor league sports. They have so many more colors. There's so much more that you can do versus most of these teams are two, maybe three with one of those two or three colors being either black, white or gray. Like there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do. Um, so like I said, I there, it's not a good jersey. Um, it's certainly like bottom third of the league in, in released uh, reverse retros. Not great. Um, when I originally saw it, like I said, I, I was I would have been less angry if it was at least a cream colored uh, jersey as opposed to the stark white. But it just looks fucking dumb. That would have been my, uh, my pick as well. A cream version of the 2012 Winter Classics. 100%. That's exactly <laughs> it. That If you go with that. That's passable. Yep, that would have been my, um, my pick, but yeah, no, nope, we got to bring you. back the Bobby Clark jerseys for some reason. Yep, dumb, just dumb, so so dumb. You only tell me so. Let me, let me tell you something. HelloFresh sends you the tiniest portion of chicken. You hear my stomach right now? I'm fucking starving. <laughs> Jesus, man, they send you just such delicious food, and it's you know for like I said, I I do all of our real cooking. Stephanie does the HelloFresh. Um, and, and she's gotten really good. She's, she's turned herself into a really nice cook. It's great when I'm really busy, like today, it's so nice to be able to like, you have your partner, like make dinner for you, which is, I, I think something so many people in households don't have, but man, like I get downstairs and I'm just like, I'm on a fucking diet, which I should be, um, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's a reason that I am like. Like bottom lip up. You're not even getting chin. <laughs> You're basically nose up at this point. Yeah, dude, I'm just I'm sinking in this chair, like you know, because the cushion's not strong enough to support me. Um, <laughs> but no, man, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, man, I ate an hour ago. Why do I want to eat right now? <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm just random thoughts that are coming into my head. Uh, this person says, if Shane had to do his own specialized intro for Flyerside Chat, what would it be? Ooh. So there you go. The the music hits. Bow, nah, 
then cuts to Shane. I don't know, man. I don't think that. Uh, just keep it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, that's not what the music sounds like. So give me a second, because I got <laughs> I got to put myself in the actual. Like that's a really smooth kind of. Yeah. Like that's just. Gore- I am gonna have a fucking seizure in this room. This fucking light. Jesus, you're about to not have. Do you see it? I thought it was just the camera being weird, but yeah, it's freaking. Oh out. my god, dude! My I my head hurts so bad. I'm. Fuck, dude. Like, oh, you're going to rave or something. I do not know, but I would lo- I am I am very pro hitting the drawing board for this one and surprising you on a future week where I am the one who brings the show in with something different and unique. And then we can right. rightfully you all heard him, everyone. And we can rightfully go back to Dan the following week or possibly right after that because Lord knows this is not going to be as good or as catchy as his. You know, I'll tell you, for all the podcasts I've ever hosted, fuck, I'm going to die. For all the post uh, podcasts that I've ever hosted, um, there's only ever been one pod that I do that I felt comfortable doing an intro and outro to. Um, and that was our, our Phillies podcast with... Uh, with um with our buddy biscuit and uh and podcast andrew um i felt like we like i had a really good intro there it was really it was just simple it worked everything else i always felt really disingenuous and shitty and i'm gonna turn this light off because if not i'm gonna throw the fuck up you can keep talking bro um let's see here can you see my taint right now (laughs) (laughs) i could see in the reflection yeah how we looking gross really why would you say that i would never say that about your taint <laughs> jesus man we're supposed to be partners man well, you know you don't have to love your partner all you know, all the time you fucking sh- well i mean that's fair <laughs> <sighs> when you're right you're right dan that's and <laughs> <Then> you're right <laughs> uh this person says has shane and dan considered teaming up to flip houses have they heard any of our podcasts <laughs> with you and your hanging off ladders to knock bees wasps well, off? Well, hold on. Like, I'm a flaming homosexual. I've watched enough HGTV in my day to figure out I could flip a house. And if you're a longtime listener, you know I know how to use a hammer, a power drill. I used a chainsaw while almost cutting my foot off, but didn't. And I cut some branches off of a tree hanging out of my attic window. Like, come on. I could build a fucking house. What more yeah. do you need? Plumbing, electric, you know, no big deal. <laughs> I'll get a oh. subcontractor for that. Oh, great. Yeah. Part of the, oh my God. Part of the, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good. If you're going to fucking do it, man, like you got to be like handy enough to do all these things yourself to save as much money. You're only paying for, for, for supplies. Like you're like, that's it. You're over there. You're like, oh, I'll just subcontract some of this stuff out. Yeah. I could have done it myself for a hundred bucks, but I want to pay someone twelve hundred bucks. See, this is why we couldn't there. do it. This would fracture our relationship. We team up to flip a house, and then all of a sudden, I have alimony payments. But that's what I'm saying. Could you imagine though? Like, we 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 get a house. Say we got the house that I'm in right now, right? And say this house was damaged, which it's not. It's like six years old, so it's fucking brand new. Um, I leave for like my other job that would find like that would essentially provide us the necessary finances to go ahead and take on such a project. Right. And I leave you at the house that day. 
And I'm like, listen, I just need you to change out the faucet. That's your job for the day. And you'd be like, all right, no problem. I could imagine myself just do 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 pulling up to see my life partner Dan, excited to see the new faucet. Walk in and he's got new he's got dudes painting. He's got dudes <laughs> <laughs> He's got dudes caulking a bathtub. <laughs> he's he's got a guy working on the HVAC system, everything but the faucet, where he is actively underneath the sink with a blowtorch separating metal. And saying, I don't really know where to start, but a YouTube video had this. And I'm like, what the fuck? That would that... 100% be, I would be like, the reality. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> be like, no, dude, I used a Groupon. I'm like, you can't use Groupon on contractors. Yeah, we we would get in fights. Uh, yeah. I I would be endlessly entertained. I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, I could always use someone who is willing to knock down a bee's... Uh, a bee's nest because I'm allergic. So you could save my life. So that could be the one thing that you're responsible for. Yeah, because YouTube doesn't fucking exist, Dan. Can't figure this shit out yourself how to do stuff. I'm busy watching right wing conspiracy theories on YouTube. Let's be serious. You're walking, watching docking videos because you're overly intrigued. I get well, it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Look, I got, I got sunk into that rabbit hole too. It was for research purposes, I swear, but still. Yeah. You know, my buddy sent me uh, a video. This is not almost. This is not. It, what makes this weird was it wasn't at a time of day or night that I would have assumed him to have been drunk, and our relationship has never spoken any type of sexual anything. Like we're like we're very. God, I don't even know. Not like us. Right. Just the complete opposite of us. So imagine someone not like us suddenly after years of being friends speaking to me like us. It's like it's shell shock. You don't know what's happening. You thought was this text meant for me. He just calmly and casually sent me a porn video and said, dude, tell me how hot this chick is. And I was just like, (laughs) do I watch this? Do I report back to him? Do I just play ignorance and just be like, or plead ignorance and just be like, oh, I never got a video. That way we never had to address this, you know, and just kind of just kick to the back burner. I was like, you know what? He took all this time to research this 11 minute and 24 second video. Yeah. I'll give it a look. It is what it is, right? Yeah. So watch again, purely for research purposes, right? He went out of his way. He went out of his comfort zone to to have a a Shane and Dan conversation. So I obliged. We're about nine and a half minutes in. This young woman is rather attractive, rather, rather good at her craft. I will say certainly knows how to work a dick. Nine minutes and 34 seconds get in. And I know why she knows why to work a dick. She has one. Hmm. Now, I don't care about this. This is like whatever. But it did beg the question, did he get far enough in <laughs> to the video that he knew that there was a certain surprise <laughs> nearing the 10 minute mark? Or was he like, a, you know what? I know my own unit. I'm more of a two to three minutes into the video type of guy. And that's all I need. So I didn't know how to approach the conversation to just sit there and be like, so, uh, did you watch the entire 11 some minutes of this? Let's discuss. 
Are you questioning certain things? Are you into some things that you weren't previously? Why'd you send me this video? <laughs> Let's have a chat. You want to meet for coffee in a public place? What's your what's your angle? What are we going to do here? I didn't know how to approach this, right? So all I did was, she's a smoke show, dude. <laughs> Go for it. You know what he did? Three days later, he sent me a text. Two days, I'm sorry. Two days later, he sent me a text. Ha <laughs> ha, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had this kind of conversation. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? I gotta like, try that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, didn't you watch it? Couldn't you tell? And I'm like, I mean, she had a nice jawline, but like... <laughs> It's whatever. Oh, oh, so does Allie Larder, but whatever. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Weird, weird stuff, man. Weird relationships. I still don't know why he did it. <laughs> like, I want like someone had to have done it to him and he had to have been like, I don't trust any of my normal friends to go along with this. So I guess I'll send it to Shane. Huh? <sighs> Uh, this person says, "Your uh, what is your favorite Halloween costume? For us or for like a partner? Like for... Oh, seems rather open-ended. Yeah, it does seem rather ambiguous. So here's the thing. If for uh, anything of the fairer sex, sluttier the better. Here for it. Love a good slut. Um, uh, can we get canceled for that? I'm sure we can cancel <laughs> for that. But look, honestly... The show is uncancelable at this point. I, you know, I do feel rather untouchable, Dan. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that that to me is uh, that's always a win. Um, you know, but but I like a little bit of creativity, right? Like I don't I don't want just like a sexy witch. I'm like everybody's been a sexy witch. I don't want like a sexy school teacher. We've all had a sexy school teacher, right? Like I want you to like be a caterpillar with with just tits for days. I'm not even a boob guy. But just like work it into the costume somehow. Make that sexy. You went, that's a lot of effort. A lot of effort. And I want to appreciate that effort. Um, or something that, that that genuinely makes me laugh. So if you could do something that genuinely makes me laugh, I'm here for that too. Um, but no, for, for a costume for, for me, um, so <laughs> the Fat Thor thing last year was funny. Um, my hair was long. Uh and I certainly, yikes, it's been a rough couple of years, guys. Shut up, Dan. It's been a rough couple of years. Didn't even say anything. Um, didn't have to. Felt it from this <laughs> side of the screen. Like, I just, I felt your penis go further inside your body to be like, you know what? We don't like dudes anymore. Um, so, because, but the funny thing was, that, and if, and I do have a picture, if I ever, if I ever get in shape again. I will post this picture, but I can't do it now because I'm too upset. It's your before uh, and after photo. In 2013, I was Thor <clears throat> because I was like I was in very good shape, and I looked. I, I used to work in a movie theater, and uh, I would walk past these like eight foot tall posters and banners with Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And they'd be like, "Dude, you look just like that guy." And I'm like, well, "Just because I'm bald or bald, just because I'm blonde with a beard." doesn't mean that I look like this beautiful specimen of a human, but thank you. But it kept happening. So I was like, you know what? I'll be Thor. So I was Thor. And 
damn it, if Thor, I think it was Thor Ragnarok, so maybe this is 2015, I don't remember. Whenever Thor Ragnarok came out, because he had shorter hair at that point, and I had just cut my hair short. So I was Thor. And everyone's like, dude, this is this is a costume. So when I then six, eight years later had to be fat Thor, boy, what a fall from grace. But for those of them were fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to, to witness both of these costumes, I have to assume it was mildly entertaining because my life is falling apart, is falling apart. So fat Thor made sense. He was going through a crisis. I'm going through a crisis. So, yeah, I think for me, that was my favorite. What was yours? I don't uh, I don't really celebrate Halloween anymore. A few well, years ago, I dressed up as Ronald McDonald and then smoked a bunch of PCP and ate my neighbor's kid. So it just <laughs> some bad memories there. <laughs> You know, I have a I have a a Ronald McDonald story. Um, So as a as a Ute, uh, we were always me and my my buddy uh, JJ. We were always tasked with taking out some of the younger kids uh, for for Halloween. Like we were supposed to like kind of be around to make sure that they didn't get in any trouble and um, you know whatever. We were like teenage like guardian type of people, right? Um, however, in all of his infinite wisdom, uh, he brought two like clown wigs, right. That had like a, like a rather like just whitish kind of face. Not like a, not like a Michael Myers, like just straight up hockey mask, but like, just like a, I don't know, like a weird white, whatever it was weird, but it had point of it was it had like a Ronald McDonald Afro type thing. He would just put it on, throw one to you, you'd put it on, and while you were putting it on, he would take a wiffle ball bat out of the giant pillowcase that he'd been carrying and just chase you around and beat the shit out of you with it, which was admittedly hilarious, however, gets the police called on you. So when you are tasked with, with making sure that children are safe, you shouldn't be, you know, I don't know, Hitting them with wiffle ball bats. Glorious times. Uh, This person says, will you be attending the Phillies World Series parade? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) I don't Um, think so. I I went down for the Eagles parade and that was just, that was a miserable day. Being uh, around 2 million people is just not my scene. The travel was fucking brutal. Like maybe if I can get a, hotel room like the day before and leave the day after maybe i'd consider doing it but i don't i I don't know if i want to go through that again uh in the same day span of things that was that that was no fun yeah so i am i mean again admittedly not a people person right we've established this um like i i am far more of a one-on-one type of guy small group setting if i'm real comfortable with you um the only thing that really gets me out into like a larger group, like anything more than like six or eight people is sporting events because we are all there for a common thing and that's fine, but we're in a controlled establishment. We're not just in the streets of Philadelphia. Um, so it, it does give me like angst to think about. Um, it's not something I would want to miss. So like you, you go, you, you, you be a part of what this, what this city is, is doing. Right. But exactly what you said, you know, I would be, immediately calling my buddy who lives, you know, right underneath the 95 bridge connection and be like, Hey man, uh, 
can I stay there for two days? I really don't want to deal with the public no. transportation to get down there, or I, I certainly don't want to drive down there. I don't want to leave my car anywhere there. It was the public transportation. Um, uh, public transportation getting back. That was the, that was the that was the worst one. Oh, I'm sure. I'm. I'm that, yeah. that, was, that was worse. The morning we got up at like fucking two a.m. Got to the train. There were people there, but not a ton of people there. In uh, what the hell were we Lansdale, I guess. And then went down and did our thing and just around so many fucking people and it's just just it's brutal on the way home like there's a line like 17 miles long to get back onto it and not this time he's just an idiot yeah <laughs> such a dick <laughs> <laughs> oh god adam thank you for assuming that i was in my borat i am not tonight no you see way too much of him when he's in his borat that's not true man we mm. both look glorious i mean yeah. for, for different reasons yeah well yeah well yeah uh, this person says, has Shane ever seen the movie Blubberella? If not, he should do a review on the show. Blubberella? Blubberella. That can't be a real movie. Google that quick. Please do. That cannot be a real movie. It has to be a spoof on something. It is a 2011 action comedy. In a time when evil is arising and all hope is fading, only a true hero can bring forth salvation. Her name is Blubberella, half vampire, half human, and all trouble. Blubberella loves nothing more than killing Nazi soldiers in a substantial turkey on rye. She has moved through the centuries battling the forces of evil while perfecting the ultimate cotton candy recipe. But <laughs> This sounds like something somebody would text into this fucking show. This but she to comes like face a... to face with her arch nemesis, the commandant of the German army. She accidentally transforms him into a powerful day walking vampire. Now, Blubberella must face the legions of undead Nazi soldiers in her uh, valiant struggle against bloodshed and tyranny. If there is one thing that you should know about me, now, while I will almost never say no to watching a film of any kind, I absolutely fucking hate vampire everything. It's I got a it 2.4 out of 10 on IMDb and a 12% on Rotten Tomato. Of course it does. Um, so yeah, vampire or anything, fuck off. I think it's terrible. I think it's just a shitty, shitty everything. The entire um, film is a scene-for-scene scene spoof of Blood Rain, the Third Reich, directed okay. by the same guy, which is also okay. apparently like a parody movie. No, You made a parody of a parody? I have to watch it now. Apparently. This is a parody of a parody? Yeah. Oh, that's so dumb, yet so creative. All right, I'll watch it. It's uh, um, free on Prime Video. But do I... All right, here's the other thing. Do I have to watch the parody of the parody? Do I have to watch all three of these movies? Or, do, or can I just watch... I'm just going to watch the one. I'm just going to complete ignorance and watch... Just watch straight one. up Blubberella. Yeah, I don't know if you got to yeah. understand the real movie to... Uh... Yeah. That totally sounds like something somebody would have texted into the show. Uh, the story of Blubberella who fights Nazis and makes cotton candy. Honestly, it would not. I would not put it past our listeners to have, for one of them to be like part of the SAG committee and have credentials to add things into IMDb or, or various things like that. And they've created this <laughs> as a joke, dumped in a bunch of random fake reviews, and it's not even a real film. Hmm. People still commenting on this shit. <laughs> no. 
It's piqued my curiosity, that's for sure. I'm not a movie guy, but uh, we shall see. I definitely am a movie guy. Oh, fuck. Dude. So, uh, I had to go to, I had to go to my office today. Um, like the actual office, uh, to drop off a, a file. And anytime I go where, uh, my business partner is not going to be there, I stop at this local coffee shop in Yardley. And, um, I, I do this because he is the biggest personality of anyone I've ever met in my life. And I like, I am a, a, a I would say comfortably that I am a good customer. Um, like I'm polite, you know, I will have conversation with you. Um, you know, I'm not awkward. I'm fine. But if I am near someone who takes things to the 11, I am like, stab me in the fucking weenus right now, pull out my belly button and rip out an eyelid. Cause this thing fucking sucks. Being around him in public is a hard fucking thing because he is that big of a personality. So I can only go to this place when he's not around me because the chick who takes the coffee orders is beautiful and so pleasant and such a great conversation. She's like just a, a lovely person. And so I can only go when he's not there. So he wasn't there today. I decided I'm going to stop on in. So I went and I get my normal coffee. Um, and I noticed that on the menu, you know, it has, um, there's this, uh, it's like a hot honey, toast right have you ever heard of this no okay so now every time i go there i get this exact same thing i walk in i get a small hot coffee black and that is it it's like a three dollar cup of coffee i tip five bucks and I, I leave right like that is it exchange pleasantries while she's sitting there and, and filling up the coffee move on in life but i'm like you know what it's only me I'm going to work out of here for a little bit. So I was like, all right, I'll do this. I say, all right, small coffee, hot, you know, hot coffee black. And she's like already turning the iPad around for me to pay. And I was like, and can I also try this hot honey toast? And she just shoots up this look as if like I just stabbed her infant. And I'm like, ah, uh, or not. Maybe I shouldn't get that. She's like, no, that's fine. Are you eating here? And I'm like, yeah, it's like, I thought I would just you know, eat at the breakfast bar that you guys have here for a little bit and work like, you know, my business partner's out. So I said, you know, I'll kill a half hour here. And she's like, that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. I was like, I was like, okay, thank you. So I sit down, you know, I wait for this toast to get, you know, whatever. I, I don't, I never look at the cost of anything. I'm just an asshole. Like I just sit there and I'm like, if you tell me something's $10, I just trust that you're right. And I'll, I'll usually tip 100, 150%, whatever it is. So I just tip accordingly, right? She mistook my tip as if, like, I wanted that many slices of toast. <laughs> so she, I, and I thought it was like a comedy routine because, like, and they must only have like one toaster back there. So basically, it's just like, it, and this is so dumb. It was multi-grain toast that had like mascarpone cheese or whatever on it, and uh, and like this drizzled like sriracha honey over top of it. And like, I'm not a guy who pays five dollars for toast. I'm not a guy who gets like these like hipster versions of toasts that they overcharge for. But I was like, man, this sounds kind of cool. I'll give it a shot. So I did, right? So they brought out the first piece 
uh, of toast with my coffee and I'm just sitting there working and she just like brings another one out. Like the second I put the last bite of toast in my mouth and she was just like, Oh, here you go. And I'm like, um, and she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Oh, well maybe that's why the toast was $5. You get two pieces of toast and they just forgot to bring out the second one. So now I'm halfway down the second one and she brings out another piece of toast and I'm like, um, I'm so I'm good. Thank you. And she goes, no, you, you got this. And I'm like, I, I understand. I said, however many more pieces of toast come with this. I'm, I'm good. She goes, it's not, it only comes with one piece of toast. And I'm like, uh, this is the second piece of toast. I was like, did you mischarge me? I was like, I can, I was like, now I feel like I underpaid you. I was like, here, you have to charge me for this piece of toast that I'm now halfway through. And she's like, no, she's like, this is what you bought. And I'm like, what are we doing here? I was like, all right. I said, regardless, I'm good. Like I am more than full. I'm trying to get through this piece of toast. Like I'm all right here. So she's like, well, what do you want me to do with the others? And I'm like, I don't know. Just give them out to people here. I don't care. So she rings a bell like it's a fucking bar where it's just like everyone bought around. And she's just like, uh, we're going to do a Sriracha honey hot toast uh, sampler. So anyone who wants to come up here, it's courtesy of the gentleman at the counter, which is my worst nightmare. Now strangers at the lunch hour are walking up to me and they're just like, hey, man, thanks so much. We've been wanting to try this, but we didn't want to pay five dollars for a thanks piece for of the toast. toast yeah. And I'm like, it's toast, man. Put some shit on it and walk away. But everyone's coming up to me and I'm just sitting here trying to work. And now I can never go back. It doesn't matter how good that coffee is. I can never return because one, she might still be funneling out pieces of toast that are owed to me. And two, someone might recognize me now. They're going to be like, you're the guy that bought me the toast. And I'll be like, I didn't buy you shit, but thanks. (laughs) Fucking nightmare. Okay. In hindsight, I should have stayed to see how many pieces were going to come out. Because I don't know. <laughs> like, what if it was 15? Was she just going to keep bringing me one piece of toast out after another? <laughs> At what point was she going to be like, Bottomless hey, are you sure? <laughs> like, oh, God. Just what you need is more bread. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just hit me with the carbs right where it hurts. I'm sure wherever it hurts is covered in blubber. Ella. I was just going to say it. <laughs> Beat me to it. And on that <laughs> note, everybody, we'll call it a week here. We're just going to not acknowledge that. It's fine. Um, Wait, was that it for the questions? Yeah. Uh, Bit of a late like... week this week, it looked like. But we got a lot out of them. We we, not, neither one of us promoted very well today, to be fair. So, no, I was very, very busy today. So, and busy enough that I have to continue working after this fucking show. At Dan the Flyer, find out brotherly pocket brotherly underscore pod. And uh, let's see. Got a frequent flyer. Maybe tomorrow. Got Anthony sometime. I think Noah's doing a post game on Thursday. Uh, another frequent flyer and uh you know uh, plenty shows up on the last week and, and shit you can listen to them and shit uh shane god that hurts 
you guys can find me on you know what man this microphone and headphone cord rubbing up on my nipple is turning me on you guys can reach me at twitter it is at shane underscore mead thank you for laughing at that you're just sitting there looking away like an asshole um but it's weird man i my, like my left nipples like raise it's just so hard right now because it's getting all this attention and love like i feel like i should be like this, sitting here talking like this and just twiddling the other nipple but you know anyway at shane underscore mead on twitter happy to talk to you happy to buy <laughs> slice of toast <laughs> whatever suits your fancy i'm here well, that's it. Oh, and as always, because uh, every week I do this, and I've, I've realized as I've listened to the last several weeks that it's just become like my spiel because I only have one thing to promote now, uh, and that's us. <laughs> uh, continue to text in. We love it. Even though this is a light week, this is still fun. Uh, 267-227-0328. Okay. I don't know what I was... I never know how to end these shows. I always get to this point and just go, hmm... What do I it. say next? You just start cutting things off in the middle of sentences. Who gives a shit? Oh my god, indigestion, man. That sounded strange. Sounded like a pterodactyl. That was another thing that made me laugh. I kept saying pterodactyl on purpose. That was another thing. I could go on forever. This is ridiculous. Um, someone asked uh, if anything is like borrowed or stolen material, right? Yeah. And I did as I'm listening. There are certain things that come up, and I, I do have to credit my buddy Brian, whom I'm not sure. I can't imagine he listens to this at all, but there are some things that I have said uh, over the course of some of these podcasts um, where it's certainly things that we had said in our offices uh, working together. So there are certain things that have been borrowed from coworkers and friends and things like that. And as they come up and as I remember or recall them, I'm going to start making sure I get some credit out to some of these people uh, because he is one of, if not the funniest human I know on the planet, my brother Brian. So... But, uh, yeah. Can I end the show now? I, dude, if you want, it's fine. I'm half chub right now from this nipple action, so. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs>